welcome to the Ghosties Podcast. I'm Christina, a psychic medium. And I'm Missy, a medium-ish. We are besties who look for ghosties. Join us as we talk all things paranormal, go on the occasional investigation, and receive messages from spirit and our spirit guides along the way. This is Ghosties. Ghosties. (laughs) Hello. Hello. Welcome. Welcome to the Ghosties podcast. Um, I have a confession. I saw the, I'm uh, just now thinking of it. I saw the uh, message you sent about them shooting down some unknown object over Alaska, but I ha- did not click the link and I need more information. I, you know, to be honest, I didn't either. Kyle Rude. Me and I, <laughs> <laughs> I was like hoping to get all the scoop on all of it. Oh, you came to the wrong person. <laughs> you sent it to me. I was hoping you would have the info, but here we are. Does anybody know? Not that anybody's even like this is not live, but does anybody know? We need to know. I the only thing that I found out was that it was a car-sized object that they <gasps> Yes. I was going to say is another balloon, but I don't want to go there because people are going to get all up in arms about it. So we're not going to go there. Yeah. Oh my gosh it's just also creepy to me I don't know I'm yeah we're just living in different times and I'm trying to just like live laugh love it up but like (laughs) (laughs) these these times are they're they're uh they're getting a little uh worrisome my my soul is tired (laughs) a lot going on out there what <laughs> live laugh love it up <laughs> live laugh love it up <laughs> listen it's it's been a day that's all i got for you oh my gosh y'all missy missy saw some she was fighting for her life today i mean <laughs> almost <laughs> i don't know if we even ever i don't know if we've really discussed it because i try not to really discuss much you know really work stuff because i like to keep that i don't want to put too much business out there of people of students especially but there was a day where I had to substitute a class for a few hours and not all the littles can handle their big emotions and behaviors. Um, and we understand that a lot of them have traumas that we know nothing about. So there was one day that this kid just got all upset and literally kicked his shoes right on off. And like, they just went flying multiple times. Um, and not to like make a joke out of it, but there's been a teacher that's been hit with these shoes in the forehead while teaching. And can you imagine? I would, I would, I would just, I don't know what I would do. I would be like, you know what? That'll do it. <laughs> That'll do it. You don't have to worry about me. <laughs> you do not have to worry about me. I would grab my stuff and walk. <laughs> just kidding. I still need my job. Um, but this little um, just wanted to pick a fight with, the biggest bull in the room today and luckily nobody got hurt however I'm tired um so yeah just a lot of big little emotions today from the littles and it's exhausting yeah so I feel for all the teachers and I saw a video this morning on TikTok and this woman was at it looked like what appeared to be like a school board meeting or something and she is a teacher And she said, you know, we talk about 
after these tragedies happen in these schools, like, okay, protect the kids. What about the kids? How are the kids doing? Send them to the counselor if they need something, you know, but we don't ever check in with the teachers. Mm-hmm. And we are all one, you know, trauma filled student away from potential disaster in a classroom so it's just something we have to deal with and I make light of it sometimes um and these kids you know it's just the wrong mix of kids today um I love all those kids that you know were involved in this today I love them all in their own little special ways but yeah it was a lot so needless to say I'm tired and I'm so glad that tonight is your episode (laughs) so that I can just sit here and hear all the fascinating things that you're going to tell us yes I'm excited about it yeah, we have never talked about this before. No. Um, and let's backtrack. I know your week is super busy, but how has it been? What's going on? Oh, uh, so besides we- the trolls. <laughs> oh my god, y'all. It's just been it has been like a Mercury retrograde because lots of like technical issues, um, like lots of weirdness with my phone, my computer, um, just like lots of full moon energy remnants, not sleeping super great. And when I do, I'm having like super weird dreams. Um, you sure are. Oh my God. <laughs> so yeah. So it's just been, and plus, you know, and I'm super grateful. I've got a full client load, you know, that's I'm booked into, I think mid March now. So awesome. just have some random folks. <laughs> There's always going to be the haters that want to, or, you know, the ones that are going to wear you out trying to get something for free. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't play that. Y'all, I had somebody test my very soul earlier today. And it wasn't really the first person. So it it was good to put down a boundary. I'm glad it's done now. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully they have gotten the hint. Yeah. I was going to ask you something and now I can't remember what or say something. Yeah, great. Great. What was it? Where was I going with this? Great. What's going on? Uh, You know what? I I give up. Maybe it'll come to me in the middle of your story. Guys, we went to the Orlando Magic game up in Philly last week. Yes, you did. Yeah, that was really fun. I have never been to like a professional sport. Well, baseball. I've been to baseball. I've never been to basketball or anything else, though. I hadn't been either. Um, I think, you know, I was really nervous, honestly, about going because I'm not a huge fan of like big events like that, just because it's just a lot. (laughs) Right. But I have to hand it to that stadium. I think it was the Wells Fargo stadium. Um, Kyle knew some reps that lived in the area and they said, you know, if he was willing to drive up there, that they would give him, uh, what was it? Club, is it club side club? club Girl, you're asking the wrong person <laughs> i have no idea but that sounds right anyway we were sitting like mid-level basically um but they had tickets that they were given away so they gave them to us and we just met them up there and had dinner and it was really nice that stadium was so well kept in terms of security like i know no one loves like walking through metal detectors when they go in anywhere but no one got through the doors of that building without going through metal detectors. That's uh, especially in your line of work. I mean, in general for people, safety is 
you know, a great feeling, but especially in your line of work too, when you're getting not only live attacks, but <laughs> like spirit, you know, all up in your business. It's nice to at least feel safe, right? Oh my God. Well, it was just nice because like I expected that once we got into the building, we could probably walk around, you know, the seating levels and things like that. Because Kyle was going to try and see if he could get some autographs from some of the players. And they absolutely will not allow that. Nobody that doesn't have a ticket for that particular level can go walking around in that area. And it felt so safely maintained for such a big arena. Kudos to that stadium up in Philly. It was amazing. Well, shout out to them. And we gave them a big shout out. So if they want to kick over some of their uh, proceeds, that would be. (laughs) Yes. So (laughs) for Philadelphia, the 76ers basketball stadium in Wells Fargo. Shout out. (laughs) Shout out. And, um, We'll holler at some of that ad money. That's right. (laughs) Hey, y'all. It's Christina from the Ghosties podcast. And I get this question all the time. How can I book a session with you? head on over to christinathemedium.com. I offer meet your spirit guide sessions, spirit chat phone calls with yours truly, distance Reiki by proxy sessions, as well as Reiki certification classes. If you've been thinking for a while now about jumpstarting your spiritual awakening and healing journey, definitely check out christinathemedium.com or find me on my TikTok channel at christinathemedium and click on my link tree to book a session. Looking forward to working with each of you. Love y'all. Oh, hello. And we're back. I'm actually to myself in this chair. It's so loud. Everyone, just in case you hear this, I'm just going to have to sit still, but listen. Hold on. Hold on. And just like, it's not even as loud as it was. Can you hear the creaking? Hells, bells, yes. I mean, I can't even move in this chair without it sounding like there's a whole catastrophe happening. So I'm just going to try to remain still and think about my placement on the next episode. Anyways, (laughs) what are we talking about? Because honestly, I can't fully remember. (laughs) (laughs) We are talking about Dybbuk boxes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That's it. That's right. Yes, y'all, I'm kind of stoked about this episode, and I would be willing to bet that y'all are not expecting some of the stuff that I found out about the big boxes. Um, I'm already getting a go ahead and disclose uh, dis- mm, disclaimer, if I can talk about some protection, because these things are kind of, they, they bring some nasty energy, right? So you're going to be really uh, surprised, actually. Um, okay, all right. Yes, so, Let's but yeah. It. Obviously, guys, always, you know, surround your energy field in a shield of protection. Um, You know, some of this stuff carries a lot of energy of fear, and that has the tendency to definitely kick up some paranormal activity in your house. So always safe. But we are going to be talking about Dybbuk boxes tonight. So many of y'all are probably like, what the heck is a Dybbuk box? So if y'all have ever heard of, like, haunted objects, like Annabelle the doll, Robert the doll, um... In the movie in 2012, The Possession, um, that was the first time that really in mainstream media, the Dybbuk box was featured. Um, it had Jeffrey Dean Morgan as one of the main characters. 
Um, so a Dybbuk box is essentially a haunted object that uh, is said to be possessed by a malevolent spirit or a demon um, that is contained within the box. Now call in Zach Baggins. Hurry up. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, so listen, so I, I truly hadn't heard about Dybbuk boxes until when Kyle, it was around the time when Kyle and I got married. So that was 2012. And that was the same year that the possession, the movie came out. So in that movie, Jeffrey Dean Morgan's daughter purchases a quote unquote Dybbuk box that she finds is this cool little box from a yard sale. Um, she becomes completely obsessed with it and eventually becomes possessed by the spirit that was being contained within it. That was a demon. Um, so that was the first time I'd ever heard of a Dybbuk box. Uh, I heard about them again in 2016 when old Zach Baggins. Uh, old Jack Waggins over there. <laughs> <laughs> old ZB uh, from Ghost Adventures. He purchased. Uh, we are not shouting that out. Pop yeah. that out. Just kidding. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, but according to him, he purchased the OG, like, Mac Daddy, extremely haunted original Dybbuk box. And Big whoop. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do that. I had to do that. Big whoop. Big whoop. Um, and he, apparently, he has a haunted museum in Las Vegas. Um, he added this to his haunted museum, and it's one of, like, the huge features on his display. Oh, you do? Oh, you do? <laughs> Help. Oh, I bet... <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm sorry about being so quiet. There goes my phone. Things are happening. I'm so sorry about me. Good time to take a sip. Are you there? Mm -hmm. Nope. Lost you. Hold on. Still there? I'm so sorry. It just, my phone fell and it was a whole catastrophe. I've got to sit still. All right. I'm going to be quiet now. (laughs) (laughs) So sorry. So, are Dybbuk boxes real? Are they fake? Let's talk about some of, like, the origins of Dybbuk boxes. So, keep in mind throughout this episode, you can search online right now for Dybbuk boxes, haunted dolls, cursed items, and you will find a laundry list of these items that pop up, um, both in the sold area as well as currently listed. So, there is a huge market for quote-unquote cursed, morbid, or paranormal items. It's kind of icky, y'all. Um, so, the Dybbuk box, according to the Wikipedia, um, is a wine cabinet claimed to be haunted by a Dybbuk, which is a demon, according to those who originally made these claims, which was a concept from Jewish mythology. The box contained notoriety, or the box gained notoriety uh, when it was auctioned off on eBay by owner Kevin Manis, who created a story uh, featuring Jewish Holocaust survivors and paranormal claims as part of his eBay item description. Okay, can I ask a question real quick? Yeah. When you said, like, I haven't related the two before, but I heard Jen when you said Dybbuk box the last time. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Just making sure I'm on the right. I'm on the right path. Okay, here we go. <laughs> so y'all buckle up. We're going on a journey here. <laughs> yes. So uh, Manus's story was actually the inspiration for the 2012 movie The Possession by Sam Raimi. Um, but let's rewind a little bit. Let's go back to 2003. So a man named Kevin uh, Manus 
purchased this old antique wine cabinet from an estate sale that was chock full of what he claimed were Holocaust survivor items. Okay. Oh, God. Allegedly. Mm. The Holocaust survivor, he claimed, was 103 when she passed away, and it was her granddaughter that was the one who ultimately sold him the Divic box. He liked the look of it, he said. Um, He wanted to repurpose it and make it into a present for his mother, according to Kevin. Kevin claims that uh, when the granddaughter saw that he was purchasing the white cabinet, she said, oh, you're getting the Divic box. My grandmother told me to never let anyone open it ever. Mm. she gives Kevin like a quick rundown about an education about the Dybbuk box and what does homeboy do? He immediately goes home and opens it. Of course he does. Yes. So according to Kevin, all hell breaks loose in his house shortly thereafter. Uh, Every family member that has slept in his house after he brought it home starts having the same nightmare of a scary old woman. Uh, His mother has a stroke. His mother almost goes blind as a side effect of her stroke. Um, So then Kevin also lists what items were actually in the box once he opened it. He said that there was a lock of blonde hair and a small lock of brown hair. Okay. (laughs) Two wheat pennies. Uh, Let's see. A granite statue with a Hebrew word shalom written on it. Mm. Dried out rosebuds. uh, A black candle holder. And that black candle holder had octopus legs as the bottom base of it. As as soon as you said dried uh, rose petal, rosebuds, I heard ring around the rosy. Creepy. Like when they used to. Yeah, because if y'all don't know the back ground to that story then look it up mm-hmm. i know so gross yeah. uh let's see a golden goblet and then a prayer was all included in the box uh so all these objects were needed according to the granddaughter to trap an evil spirit in the box and as long as it was never opened it would never be able to escape the spirit that is she said according to the granddaughter and according to kevin it was supposed to be generationally passed down allegedly so that it never fell into the wrong hands so here we are yeah to the estate sale (laughs) and (laughs) kevin carved it off at home and open and action (laughs) amazing um so poor grandma uh according to him you know again all hell breaks loose he's having bad nightmares bad luck his health is starting to fail He claims that there are terrible smells coming from the box, paranormal activity and shadow figures starting to pop up into the house. So naturally, what is what is Kevin do? He decides to sell the Dybbuk box on eBay. Here we go. But to listing the Dybbuk box on eBay, he originally listed this box for $140 and it gets sold to a college student. Of course it does. Uh The college student starts reporting uh, immediately having horrible issues with his eyes. Um, Like, from what I understand, he started having a really severe form of conjunctivitis. Um, Paranormal activity started in the house, severe insomnia, feeling cursed, the whole nines, according to the guy. Hmm. So what does homeboy decide to do? Sell it. Yep. Sell it. Oh, here we go. (laughs) 
spoiler alert, y'all. Carries such a supremely gross and icky energy to me to for somebody to make such horrific claims about an item and then decide that they're going to sell it for a profit. Okay. Here's my thing. Is it are they buying it for abnormal, like a very large amount, or why don't they just throw it away or burn the thing? Right. Exactly. You know, come on. Anyways. <laughs> exactly. So it's just super icky already, but add that into it. I think it just even makes it more gross. Um, so the college student said that he had the box for less than a year, but he made a profit off of the box. On February the 9th, 2004, uh, it was auctioned off. The auction ended at 51 bids and it got sold for $280. Oh, I thought you were about to say, <laughs> never, mind. never mind. I thought you were going like 280000 I was like, oh my God, no, 280000 just burn it. Girl, I know, right? Mm. So. In today's money, that would be $440. I mean, burn it. <laughs> I'm on a not even teacher's salary yet. Burn it. <laughs> <laughs> so the next owner to my understanding was Jason Hagston. And according to him, he had the worst time with the Dybbuk box. He started having a supremely uh, rare and... Uh, very severe form of hemorrhagic conjunctivitis. This happens and your eyes literally start to bleed. Ew. Yes. Um, he uh, starts having lucid visions of a scary old woman trying to kill him. Um, both while- Nona. Yeah, I know, right, Nona? Um, the same thing, paranormal activity in the house, shadow figures, getting sick, terrible rotten smells coming from the box, sudden cold spots. He is fighting for his life, okay? Not a rotten smelling box. <laughs> so sorry. Samantha. Oh my gosh. Cut to commercial. Thank you. That'll be all, Missy. You're not needed in this episode anymore. Just no, that's all. Thank you. I've got a Samantha one liner running through my head right now. Listen. Not a smelly, stinking box. Oh, funky. <laughs> okay. He is... <coughs> uh, class, class. That's what we say in school. Yes, yes. That's when you want attention and everybody stop talking and laughing. Oh, my God. Class, class. Yes, yes. Okay, here we go. Let's do this. So, homeboy is so terrified. <coughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> he is so terrified. He decides to bury the box in his backyard. Okay. Okay. Well, at least he was more logical than selling it. Exactly. Thank you. Um, he swore that he would never share where he put the box exactly. Okay. He decides to write a book about the Dybbuk box in 2011. Um, and it details uh, all the experiences that he had, plus, according to him, the Jewish folklore that backed up the claims according to him. The book gets optioned, and then poof, it turns into Sam Raimi's film, The Possession, in 2012. Mm. So The Possession also came out prior to The Conjuring movies, okay? <coughs> Did the Warrens get involved? No, well, the Warrens were the ones that spawned the Conjuring series. Yes, but I'm wondering, you know, possession. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised, but I didn't see any mention of them in here. 
Um, it specifically mentions in the book and the movie uh, that it was based on a true story. So fear immediately skyrockets regarding, you know, people frightened that they can, quote unquote, get possessed just by watching the possession movie. Um, when people were watching the movie in theaters and my understanding, too, with uh, Zach Baggins uh, museum display of the Dybbuk box now currently, they often have like EMS and paramedics on standby because people will pass out going through that area. They'll get really sick, have breathing issues. Um so, <clears throat> what does Paxton eventually decide to do? He decides to dig up the Dybbuk box, um, and he decides to feature it on an episode of Ghost Adventures. Of course he does. So, this is when Zach Baggins gets involved, and he decides that he's going to own the Dybbuk box from Haxton one day, okay? Of course. <clears throat> he event, yeah. Mm-hmm. Side eye, side eye. Mm-hmm. He eventually purchases the box from Hagston for, for an unknown price. Um, the amount was never disclosed. Um, but again, it still sits in Zach Baggins' Haunted Museum in Vegas. So because of the movie, um, this really helped skyrocket the sales of this so-called Dybbuk box and any other Dybbuk box that happened to pop up on the internet thereafter. Um, so I searched what Dybbuk boxes are going for and selling on eBay currently. One sold just a few days ago for $300, uh, another for $255, um, and there was just a laundry list of them that are currently active and many that have bids currently. Like, who wants the idol? <laughs> like, we actively seek out spirits, but, like, I ain't trying to mess with a typical. <laughs> well, we had enough going on when Nona was hanging around. Girl. Well, Shout but- out to Nona. We love you, girl. But, like, that was enough. <laughs> Well, buckle up because this only gets crazier. <clears throat> Great. Here we go. So eventually uh, Baggins claims that he's going to open the Dybbuk box live on TV. You um, know what? I'm kind of offended that you are talking about him this much. <laughs> you are giving him a lot of light right now. He I would mean, not do the same for us. <laughs> a key part of the story. <laughs> I know. Um, so they bring out a rabbi. Okay. And apparently homeboy, the rabbi on camera live comes out and says something to the effect of i know this isn't a part of the script and the cameras change and they stop shooting him um his camera time is cut and he never appears again um so not exactly sure what the rabbi said obviously my guess would be that he told them that this is all hogwash uh yeah it, it's all hype to because now everybody wants to know so they they want to talk to zach Baggins. <laughs> Baggins said that the rabbi misspoke, um, but the box ends up not being opened that night on live TV. He literally decides not to open it. So I can only imagine, you know, playing devil's advocate, think about how much pressure there had to have been for him to open the box with that being the whole premise of the show. You know, they're dying. It's like what Al Capone's safe. What, What was it? You know, everybody was waiting to see what was in it. And then it was nothing. Right. Um, so I'm sure there was a lot of money that went down the tube, lots of complaints. I'm sure that they, they really went through it, but still Zach Baggins still sorry about your loss, Jack, Zach Baggins. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry for you. <laughs> he still claims that it is the most haunted object in the world. Okay. 
And you, when he says it, either he's the best actor in the world or he genuinely believes it. Um, in 2020, he said that he would open the Dybbuk box on live TV. And he actually did that with Post Malone, of all people. You know, you know what? All right. Cut to commercial because this isn't. <laughs> <laughs> of course it, he did. It, this whole story is like doing the most for me. It really is. It's giving extra. We'll just wait because it only gets crazier. Oh, great. Here we go. I'm ready. Um, so he opens the box with Post Malone and Post Malone in that, like I watched the clip, he looks genuinely terrified. Um, Zach Baggins, as he usually does, gets possessed. I'm it, sure he did. He gets possessed, according to him, in this episode. Flail <clears throat> starts getting really agitated, angry, and Post Malone goes to touch him on the shoulder and he does. And when he does, the way that Baggins reacted, it was so alarming that you could tell that Post Malone was really afraid. Um, so he scares the mess out of Post Malone. Um, and then shortly thereafter, Post Malone has a host of really bad stuff happen to him. He gets into a really bad car wreck. Um, he had that issue where he fell on stage. and his- Oh, I saw that. Yes, he had a whole bunch of really bad stuff happen. But think about that event, how many millions of people watched that box be open on live TV and how much fear got pumped into that television set by everybody wanting to be afraid from that particular episode. Right. So that just fed that event, right? Why did he have to bring Posty into this? I mean, really? He's literally the sweetest. But like, why did he have to do that? What was the, for views? You know why. But like, and okay, here's my other question. Um, Sorry to get us off topic, but if he gets possessed all the time, who's fixing that? Because he doesn't seem like the person that's going to rakey himself out of that deep hole he's diving into. You know what I mean? Like, It's because it's all, it's hogwash. It's bogus. Hogwash. Malarkey. <laughs> baloney. So baloney. It is. I mean, it's, I mean, that's totally true. Like if he was possessed all the time, then how is he able to go around and function and do this? Right. Like, does he have a priest on call? And like, I don't know. Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) So that's that's where this original Dybbuk box sits. It's currently sitting in the haunted museum in Vegas. Um, the entire museum, especially in the Dybbuk box room, is really designed to scare you and give you anxiety from... Of course. Um, they've got scary music playing in there, you know, different lighting, um, you know, just lots of stuff. So Kevin Manis eventually comes forward in 2021 and says that the entire story was false and that he made it all up himself from the time he listed the first box on eBay. Listen, Kevin... So, oh, listen, well, it gets crazier. So, wait, wait, hold on. (laughs) This story just keeps taking a turn. (laughs) It's all fake. (laughs) And a God. Um, So, yeah, so he comes forward basically in 2021. Greg and Dana Newkirk get involved. Okay, I'm here for that. Um, We're here for Greg and Dana, okay? (laughs) That's I'm here for that. That's right. Greg and That's Dana. That's a hellier reference for those that aren't aware. Yeah. Greg and Dana basically get a call. As y'all know, Greg and Dana Newkirk are fantastically experienced paranormal investigators. 
researchers uh, that live here in the States now, um, but they run a traveling museum of the paranormal. So they collect basically haunted objects from people that call them up and want to surrender those objects. So from my understanding, kind of early on in their museum work, um, they got a call from somebody, one of the later owners of uh, a quote unquote Dybbuk box that said basically that uh, they wanted to surrender the box to them. So when they did, they took pictures of the New Kirks accepting that object, um, accepting the Dybbuk box. There was also, I think, if I remember correctly, a couple other paranormal investigators that were present um, that were also included in the pictures that were taken. Greg and Dana start having paranormal experiences in their house. Nothing too, too scary, but they start having some legitimate phenomena start to kick up in their house, if I remember all of the story correctly. So they have a lot of fear around the box. So one of the things that they like to do basically is expose their objects that they're surrendered to with not the same energy that's been given to it. Basically they think that, and I think that this was brilliant of what they said. They said that a lot of hauntings they find are just intentional hauntings based on the fear that's been projected on the object. Right. So <clears throat> they thought that perhaps they were also casting that same fear on the Dybbuk box. So they stopped feeding it that same fear. And in the interim, they decided to do some additional research, basically, and go find a rabbi and see if they could dig to the very bottom of when Dybbuk boxes were first referenced. Like, where in Jewish folklore were they first referenced? How do you trap a Dybbuk? What exactly is a Dybbuk? They wanted to know everything so that they could understand the object better. Um, so what they did was they started pampering the Dybbuk box. They started giving it offerings. Um, you know, sometimes they said when they're exposed to an object that has such bad energy, sometimes they just put it in a box and store it away for a while, out of sight, out of mind. Um, so what they found out is in Jewish folklore and mysticism, Dybbuk's are not demons. They're the spirits of former people. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. They are the spirits of human beings that possess and want to possess the body of a living person. The word dibbuk comes from the word dabbuk, uh, which means to cling or cleave to. Um, there is zero mention of trapping these spirits in boxes, like at all, um, from what they found out. They're not demons at all, but just spirits of people. They also found that if you went to a rabbi, they would likely laugh at you and tell you that your, your perception of this box is completely false and fake. So they basically found out that that's likely what that rabbi told Baggins and tried to, you know, let him know on live TV. Hey, you know, I know that you've given me this script, but you've got a meaningless box. <laughs> Your show is trash. No, I'm just kidding. Sorry. Well, this is something else that I thought was really crappy. Like the original guy that made up the story attached the Holocaust to that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's circle back around to that one. Like he really was bringing some. Yeah. Stuff. That's, that's some karma y'all like, mm -hmm. you know, like that. I don't know. It, it just, that's really <laughs> that enough right there is enough to get you a haunting from somebody that right. died in the Holocaust. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, you, you deserve that. Right? They're going to have the ancestors coming after him. Mm -hmm. So from what they found out, Dybbuk boxes are completely fake. Um, it started with this one dude's lie. And 
to, you know, to make a quick buck and then it snowballed from there. And then whether or not the activity was legitimate thereafter, who's to say, um, it could have actually been legitimate and it was just, you know, some sort of intentional haunting that was from the fear that people were projecting on it. Um, I have to think that if it was real, why did they try and sell it? You know, why would you stay in your house for a second longer? Right. That would be the only thing for me. Um, Eventually, what was interesting about the Divic box uh, that the new Kirks were given, um, eventually, after it was featured on, I think it was, don't quote me, guys. I think they said it was featured on, like, uh, a show on, like, the Discovery Channel or something. It was a ghost show, basically. Um, So, Hundreds of thousands of millions of people have seen this TV show with this, you know, surrendered Divic box. And they were still actively doing research on it. So what they decided to do after they gathered all of their evidence, they presented it all back to the original owner for what they found. And they said something that's interesting about certain people that you encounter when they surrender objects very often when people have their own idea of what's happening with a particular object that they've given up, if you present them anything adverse to what they have already decided is going on with that object, it's like they don't want to hear it. You know what I mean? Sure. So that's what basically was happening. They presented the evidence. Homeboy didn't want to hear it. So they were like, okay, well, you know, we're going to go our separate way. It wasn't too long thereafter that this same guy contacted the Newkirks and asked for the box back. After the box had been featured on that TV show. Mm -hmm. So they told him, they were like, look, you know, you can have it back. And they said because it was so early on in their museum, they hadn't really developed all the protocols that they have now to kind of protect them from what was about to happen. So they were all set to air this new episode, basically, about all of the evidence that they had compiled about the Divic box being a fake and being a hoax across the board from the time that they were featured to, you know, present. It had a release date. They told this former owner that now had the old Divic box back again when it was going to air. Several days later, the new Kirks are minding their business in their living room and Dana gets contacted basically from someone who finds a listing on eBay of a Dybbuk box with their pictures attached to the listing what? of them holding the box. It was the old original owner, the guy that originally surrendered it. When they took pictures of them, when they first surrendered the box, he used that in the eventual listing. to oh, lend- that's dirty. Yeah, to lend legitimacy. It had not even met its reserve price. And I think they said it was up to like four grand. And it was, it was all fake. All of it. Um, Greg Newkirk said that he was getting people that knew him basically saying, Hey, I see that your pictures on it. So this must be legit, right? I'm going to bid on this thing. And he was pleading with people like, no, you don't understand in two weeks. I've got an episode coming out. That's going to debunk all of this. So very icky and very used after that particular experience. So (laughs) y'all, the big boxes are fake. All right. I mean, you know what? And now I can see that when you think about it, but it's funny because I listened to a podcast several years ago before we started ours and they did an episode on this 
and it seems so creepy. Yeah. But we have not had one interruption, knock on wood, in our um, episode tonight. Nope. Nor has there been any, like, weirdness of this type. I know. You know what I mean? Like, we had our own, like, universal stuff today, but, like, mm. Right? It's almost like a part of it is our fear. Mm-hmm. That creates it. Giving it that energy. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, y'all, if you ever see a haunted doll on eBay, a Dybbuk box, because they are on there, y'all. I'm telling you, they're everywhere. If you see them, don't buy them. Don't waste your money. It's all baloney. <laughs> and y'all so, know. Y'all know what. Was, was I seeing Jen because of the people that are trying to trick people into buying these things? Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. So, I was like, because that's immediately what I heard. I'm like, Dybbuk, like. Jen, like I wasn't thinking demons, I was thinking like a, a trickster vibe. Like, uh huh. So yeah. that makes sense. Trickster spirit. So now you know what your symbol is for when somebody's being a trickster. Ooh, y'all better watch out. Yep. Somebody's <laughs> spirit's coming through. Honest. Yep. Now like you get. Ooh, I like it. Yep. Your grads just showed you your little spirit symbol dictionary there. Look at that. I'm here for this. Mm-hmm. Now, now you'd be seeing Jen in school. Ever. <laughs> oh, Lord. Have her all over my life, man. You know what? No. <laughs> nope. No, thank you. Well, y'all, this was my story. It was really good. And, you know, I find it interesting how usually we are just, like, creeping people out and, like, really diving into, like, the nitty-gritty of all these scary things. But this is kind of, like, different. Yeah, you know, I was fully prepared to find, you know, the typical stories, accounts of people buying them. I, you know, I knew that they were objects that were sold, you know, on these different sites, but I'd never really looked into them further. Yeah, this is, this is different for us because usually we're trying to like bring light to stuff and like prove that these things exist. And now we're like, well, this is fake. And it's like, oh, (laughs) I'm, 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 I'm kind of like, okay, I'm. I'm fine with this. Yeah. That's I, how you know we're we're real and we're not jack wagons trying to <laughs> tell you that we're possessed every time we do an episode. <sighs> well, that's the thing. Like, I think that, you know, there's going to be stuff in the paranormal that ends up getting debunked. And, you know, maybe it's something that we don't have the technology to completely understand right now. And it's stuff that, you know, eventually we'll find out isn't real. But, you know, stuff that we can easily rule out and dismiss like this, you know, that we can look up and find, you know, actual evidence in, you know, Jewish mysticism and folklore. I mean, it's just so dirty what they did. Yeah. Everybody in this industry is looking to like, wow, or scare somebody. So it's actually kind of nice to have some like authenticity. Right. We're bringing that authenticity to the game. Just saying. Right. And you know, like shout out Greg and Dana Newkirk they did an episode recently on their podcast um where they talked about the their own experience with their Dybbuk box um and I just you know hats off to them because the research and their own you know just experience with boots to the ground is just worlds above me <laughs> also I wanted to point out like I it you know for them to take on this type of item with all like the, the hype around it. 
But we also have to appreciate, like, if you haven't seen Hellier or, like, don't follow her on Instagram or anything, she, I feel like she would be the one to, like, put all of the protection and love into something. Oh, for sure. You know, like, they're taking these items in, and she's probably set them up with all kinds of protection and just, like, I don't know, kind of nourishing, like, the spirits just to, so, you know, to be respectful. Because so many people in this industry are not. Oh, yeah. I think one of one of the coolest things that they did, they have a haunted object called Billy the Idol. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Billy had some legit paranormal activity surrounding it. They had some really creepy EVPs come from it. Billy was like screaming in EVPs anytime they got some registered EVPs from him. Um, so, and I mean, it's a big item. It's like this big... Uh, it almost looks like a big statue. Um, but what did they do when they finally got it surrendered to them? They brought it into their house, put it in their main room, put offerings surrounding it, and just started talking to Billy and including him into the house. Um, and they started noticing that their EVPs were changing and the energy around the object was changing. Um Billy the Idol was eventually what they had in their back seat when they almost got jumped, from what I understand. Yes. Yeah, they went to go pick up a haunted object, and they had these cars basically try and box them in. Mm-hmm. And it was Billy that made a noise in the back seat that caught Greg's attention. And when he looked, yes. he saw those people pulling in around them. Yep, so, I remember that story. Yeah, Billy the Idol still exists in their house, from my understanding. And anybody that comes in, if they want, they can leave an offering. Um, I just think it's a really beautiful way to respect these objects, you know? It really is. And if, you know, we've done the episodes on Hellier and everything, but really, if you haven't watched it, like seeing how she brings her own thing to their investigations. And it's just, it, I don't know, it's really, she's like the calming aspect of it to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's very just the way she does things is very well planned and thought out and not in a deceiving way. It's really to just pay respect to the spirit world. And I really like that about her. So absolutely. Yeah. She's very respectful. So Dana and Greg, we love you. Come on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I think it was Greg. He said years ago um, that the concept of basically like a spirit being confined in an object and then casting that object away kind of broke their hearts because that was a person or, you know, a being that had a consciousness and, you know, it's like the genie in the lamp, you throw it away for forever and they get stuck in the lamp for forever. Yeah. So, you know, just showing compassion to these objects and the energy that's attached to them, I think is so so awesome of them, you know, when it's not a prevalent thing that you see, you know. So shout yeah. out to Greg and Dana. <laughs> Thank you for being tasteful in your practice. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so this was awesome. This was this was very I, I like this. So good job. Little little dose of of realism here. <laughs> yes. And still some fun. So right. <laughs> I like it. So in the meantime, find us on Instagram. TikTok uh facebook youtube <laughs> like i was like facebook are we on facebook <laughs> we are um and definitely please email all of your crazy stories questions 
whatever to the ghosties podcast at gmail.com and i will be sure to check that and in the meantime stay spooky bye okay bye